welcome to another episode of Over Drinkers. I'm your host, Mike Burge, and uh, today I am joined by... Jeremy Kalajewski. Hi, Jeremy. Hey. Who's your friend here? This is... I don't know. You tell... Oh. I'm Brian Castellano. That's his name. That's me. Oh, man, that's Brian? That's it, me. It, it is. I've met you guys before. Have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've been talking well, about we, that Star Trek. We've been franchise. talking about like that's the, the space the space fight. Yeah. The show. Space Wars. The Star Wars. The Star Wars. <laughs> the Star Wars. That's you get right. that Star Wars. That's how I refer to the original. That's amazing. The original releases. Probably those those was, Star Wars. Probably. They used to be that. What I called them as a kid. Stowers? Stowers. Stowers? Stowers. Uh, yeah. Well, this is another episode of uh, a couple of uh, nerds talking about Star Wars for a while. And um, uh, we've done two of these. Uh, we talked about um, Attack of the Clones, mm-hmm. unfortunately, and uh, <laughs> The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. And... Like the love story that was in those, mm-hmm. the and, between the two, right? And then the last one we did uh, the fortieth anniversary, 40th anniversary of, of Star Wars: A New, New Hope, Hope, Episode Four, mm-hmm. um, and that one kind of got us talking a little bit, kind of about we were just talking about the legacy of Star Wars, pretty much at that point, like uh, discussing the legacy, but then just honing in on Star Wars itself, that specific one, the first one in nineteen seventy seven why it was a good movie and everything. And I thought, or rather we thought the next interesting episode to do with this would be kind of just talking about like what Star Wars means to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I think we found like a decent way to go about that would be to kind of talk about that moment in the late 90s when Star Wars came back. And like in, around like 1995 when they were like, we're going to re-release these new digitally enhanced and enhanced in other ways special editions and we re-released them in the theaters and also we're making another episode we're gonna make another one and it's gonna be the beginning of a new trilogy and pretty much just like how star wars was brought back you know like 20 from the eight years later yeah like almost 30 years later was just like kind of brought back from the the literary depths that star wars was in at the time uh, and before we forget today, uh, we are drinking a uh, gigantic mixture of different things. Uh, we've got some iced coffee here. Uh, we've got some Brooklyn Summer Ale, glasses of water, bottles of water. We, this is there's drinks galore on this. Specifically, one. smart water. Smart water. Getting crunk on the water. Getting crunked. And some. Uh, and so, yeah. So uh, cheers, guys. Cheers to everything here. Yes. Yeah, cheers. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> A little plastic on glass. A little plastic great. on glass. There's nothing. There's nothing bad luck about that. Um. So yeah, like, uh, where where do you guys think would be a good spot to start off with this? I was thinking maybe, maybe we talk about the special editions first, okay. and we'll kind of work our way up. Okay. Uh, work our way to the premiere of right. Phantom Menace. So I mean, like, let's let's get ourselves on record here uh what are what is everybody's age right now i'm mike burge i am 31 years old mm-hmm. jeremy 22 and brian same 22 22 okay so there's a bit of a gap here a bit a bit okay so <laughs> i was born in 1986 and you guys were born in 1994 and five. 94 yeah wow 95 holy shit right yeah. 
I mean, that like, you know, that doesn't, I'm not like a dinosaur, but that, yeah. For the purpose of this conversation, that's way more interesting than I thought. I should have known that too. I figured you guys yeah, were, we're the prequel, young. we're the prequel generation. That's right. For yeah. Sure. yeah. So like, yeah, like, in, all right. What personally, Brian? We'll start with you. Okay. What is your first memory of Star Wars? Um, I think my first memory was like finding VHS tapes of like the original trilogy. So it had like the Stormtrooper helmet. Um, the Darth Vader helmet, and I think the other one was uh, Yoda. Mm-hmm. I think he was Empire. I'm not... I, I could be wrong. But I just remember seeing those, and I'm like, hey, what's these? And my father and uncle were like, oh, that's Star Wars. You want to watch it? So we put the first one in. I was like, oh, yeah. What's some more? And I watched all... I think all three of them on the first first time, and I was wow. like, wow. How old were you? Um, I think I was like... I think it was like 97... So I was like four or five. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. But my, my father was also like, oh, yeah, there's a new episode coming out soon. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like getting the kind of like, a, is your dad in, was your dad into Star Wars too? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, big, re, like, big, big sci-fi. Oh, well, then there you go. Like yeah. that was kind of like a passing of the torch kind of Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. I have stated many times in the past that one of the only reasons I want to have kids is so that I can I can grow a human being that has no idea what Star Wars is and I can <laughs> show it to them. I can wait till they get to just the right I like age this. where I'm like, all right, here we go. Come here. Like, no, you can't hang out with your friends today. You're coming downstairs. <laughs> you gotta well, that's where the TV is. The TV's yeah. downstairs. I don't want to. Uh, Jeremy, what about what about yourself? Uh, I think my first memory is seeing The Phantom Menace in the theater. Cause, oh, my God, really? Yeah. Of, of Not my first memory in general, but my first memory of Star Wars <laughs> was seeing The Phantom Menace in theater. I have a vague memory of of mostly the final fight between between um like Darth Maul and Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan. Yeah, what a, the duel of the fates. duel of the fates. Yeah. yeah. And you know, back then I was only 4 years old. I was watching like Blue's Clues and shit. I was watching some like the most innocent fun cartoons like <laughs> you know, stuff that's that's totally harmless wasn't going to do anything to me. And then, but you had never seen Star Wars. No, you no, didn't know what I, Star I, Wars I, was. I knew what it was, but I didn't see the. I don't think I saw the original trilogy at that point. I might have, like, it might have been on when I was an infant, but I hadn't. I have no memory of that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, when Qui Gon Jinn was killed by Darth Maul, that was the first time I really experienced a protagonist dying that's like very that. I mean, yeah, that's pretty good, actually. That was my first time ex- experiencing like oh my oh like oh my god this can happen, like I these stories can happen where these characters die and I and I feel sad. That was like the first time I really experienced that. And going and going back when I when I think about it as a kid, I watched the Phantom Menace quite a bit on VHS, but I really only watched two scenes. I only watched the pod racing scene. And, and the, the uh, and the, the duel fates, of the yeah. fates fight. I mean, and I I, I I thought in my head like, oh, this is a great movie. But I'm only fast forwarding and rewinding. And now that I think about it, maybe I didn't think so mm-hmm. highly I mean, <laughs> the rest know, of the movie. The podca- like the 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 podcasting scene. <laughs> sure. Very nice. Saboba. Very good. Yeah, the pod racing scene. I I really enjoy watching the pod racing scene because it's probably like just a really it's just a really good run of the N64 game. You know, you get to see yeah. a really good run. Like, oh man, these guys know what they're doing. This is in there, mm-hmm. which that's one of the greatest games ever made. I love 
that Star Wars racer? racer, the Star Wars racer game. When you in the, the arcade, time. we actually yes. got yeah, the yeah, thing. Oh, the yeah. You need really to be good. some kind of a monster to not think that that kind of shit is fun. At Chuck E. Cheese, Chuck E. Cheese, Dave and Buster's Discovery Zone. I think they just made a new one. A new racer? Yeah. That's give me something like that, like with you know they're redoing Goldeneye, like they from the from the ground up. You know, like they redo these video games and you get these brand new versions of them with, on these new stations. Yeah, give me Star Wars Racer on like <laughs> PS4 level. Like, give oh, me something yeah. like that. Oh, buddy. That'd be amazing. be pretty interesting. And um, as far as the original trilogy went, I didn't actually see the original trilogy until much later in life when I was more like eight or nine. Right. years old mm-hmm. like this is after even attack of the clones mm-hmm. it was when oh, i finally wow. sat down and watched the original trilogy on the um the like the 2004 mm-hmm. special editions that's when i actually saw them for the first time like wow. i like i knew well, and so i knew about too, like you like you brian you said you you discovered what you what it sounds like you were talking about is the originals mm-hmm. which is what your dad would have because he's a true believer absolutely right what's your dad's name uh, William. William? Yeah. I like William. <laughs> he seems like a good guy. He yeah, is. he's great. Um, and, uh, but that's interesting because you, you're, you're, you're of the prequel generation, mm-hmm. but your first exposure was to the original yes. untouched. Yes. You know, and those VHSs are the way to go. You know, there's the DVDs that I've had, that I have, that we've talked about before that were like the limited release mm-hmm. and they got pulled from the shelves very quickly and it's really the only copy on DVD that you can get of the original untouched, but it still has been run through the filter where it looks better. Right. Like that's that's the only right. thing that's been done. Been There's no up. degradation. Um, and so like, and those are very hard to get. And I think like those are the way to go. But eventually we are going, I think actually this year, they are finally releasing the original stuff on DVD and Blu-ray. What? Really? I think it's finally happening. I don't think so. Well, you remember the one per- there's one person that didn't want that happening. Yeah, George Lucas. And he's not involved anymore. Right, but I think Kathleen Kennedy is going to honor his uh You think so? Absolutely. There had to be a conversation Absolutely. where like Cuz I th- I think they're still in like uh there's like a rights like cloud. I know that they I know for a fact they are releasing uh theatrically A New Hope. Oh, really? Untouched. Okay. I didn't I do that. know that for a fact. On film? I, in certain places where they can do film, yeah, but mm. I mean, it's probably going to be digital. Like, let's be honest that here. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah, like they're probably going to be doing that. I mean, you do like a, a 35 millimeter presentation of Star Wars A New Hope, which I've touched one of those. I've I've held like an original 35 <laughs> millimeter from 1977 Ooh, of A New Hope. You look hands. at the, like, you look at the, the uh, title cards in the beginning and it doesn't say a new hope like it doesn't right. even say episode eight it's star wars yeah and it just and goes it starts, in there yeah. and rebels isn't capitalized it's just lowercase r rebels <laughs> and you're like holy shit this is I adorable i didn't even know about that change. oh yeah oh there's tons of like those little tiny differences those are the ones that i really i really see when the first time i saw star wars i had no idea what a star wars was <laughs> i had no idea me either and i was seven or eight and uh, my parents both have grueling jobs. And at that point, I had a little brother that was about two. And little brother, my little brother would go to uh, like a babysitter. Like the babysitter wouldn't come and babysit him. Like it was like a kind of a, uh, like a makeshift babysitting daycare okay. that this woman made. And they'd go over there. And I didn't like going over there because I didn't like any of the kids mm-hmm. or anything. So whenever 
but I was also going to school all the time, so it didn't matter. But uh, one day, my parents were going to work, and I was uh, I faked being sick. I didn't want to go to school, <laughs> but I also didn't want to go to the daycare. So they were like, "All right, you're you're like seven or eight. My parents couldn't remember how old I was either <laughs> at the time. Uh, they were like, "You're like seven or eight. Like, all right, how old are you? Don't go anywhere. Stay in the house. Do something. Sleep. Just don't do anything. Eat lunch." I knew how to make sandwiches at that point and stuff like that. I knew where, like, the milk and, like, the cups were. Mm-hmm. And they were like, just don't do anything. And they went to work. And they were going to be at work from about pretty much, like, 6 a.m. in the morning till about, you know, 5 p.m., 6 p.m. at night. They're gone for, like, 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get up and I immediately go into my parents' bedroom, which is the only room in the house that has a TV. That's the way things were back then. Yeah. I saw you guys kind of like... What? No. Yeah, wait, I knew. Wait, I know. Okay. Oh, I, 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 I saw. Look, you're like, we're not what? that. We're not okay, that millennial. Right. Yeah, like, um, it was this little tiny. I'm talking like this is like a 12 inch TV, up on top of a dresser mm-hmm. right. in front of the bed. Oh yeah. Okay. And so I go in there and I turn it on, and on TNT, okay. starting in like an hour or so, like it starts at like 8 a.m. Um, is they're going to do the Star Wars marathon, mm-hmm. uh, and they're doing. All of the movies, uncut, and limited commercials. They would only do a commercial. They would do like two commercials once every like 45 minutes. So you would pretty much only get like maybe five, six commercials in each one of them. And then it'd be like kind of like a half hour break in between where they'd advertise TV shows and stuff. I had no idea what a Star Wars was. No idea. And I sat down and I watched all three of them back to back on my own in an empty house. Wow. Uh, That's awesome. Not having any idea who, what a Darth Vader is, mm-hmm. what a lightsaber is, you know, nothing. And I got to experience it all right there. I actually, I specifically remember, you know, like, like after the first one, you got to run downstairs and make my sandwich real quick and then like running back upstairs real quick to get there. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, I screamed the exact same way that Luke Skywalker screams no when Obi-Wan gets killed. <laughs> When he gets taken down, there's that, no, I'm like a little seven year old, like sitting Indian style in my pajamas on my parents' big bed and just like, no, I was pissed too. When I first saw that, I was like, no, wait, what? No, it's he, that's, he's, he, he, he's got so much to tell him still. Yeah, like what's going no. on? And they're like, oh man, I know nothing about the hero's journey. Yeah. <laughs> seven year old. <laughs> What, the mentor died? What? But I mean, like, it was really funny, too, because, like, my parents left their seven, eight-year-old child, went to work, and when they came back, everything was different. <laughs> I'm like, yo, you guys know about this shit? And they were like, yeah, it's Star Wars. Like, like whoa, you watch that? And all of a sudden, they were, you could, I kind of see it in their eyes. They're like... Here we go. We are going to be buying some shit for this stupid kid. Because everything <laughs> after that, like I think before that, it was like Transformers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. All of this was dropped. And it was Star Wars all the way uh, forever, up until this day. I, I, if real. I see a Star Wars piece of memorabilia, I don't care how silly or stupid it is, I consider buying it. I don't I'm, always buy I'm it. I'm literally the same way. I'm like, just like, oh shit, like I can't help but buy all these lightsabers. You know, I, I'm so, good for display. I like um, it. They're for display. I've got the the Skywalker lightsabers. I got Anakin's, Luke's, and uh, uh, Ben's. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ben. Sure. Ben Solo. Yeah. But um, yeah. Uh, that got me into it really hardcore, and that that had to have been about like ninety four, 
or 93, right around the time you guys were born. Mm-hmm. About that. That's, that's and, very funny. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, that's our age difference right there. I would have been So you've known old. Star Wars for my whole life. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so it would... And then, like, around, like, 94, 95, I think we were, t- we were talking about this earlier, they released that they were, like, we're making more, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, and so, like, the... Star Wars started coming back into the main into like the main media much in a much bigger way. Mm-hmm. It always been a legacy. Like people talked about Back to the Future and people talked about Jaws and stuff like that, but Star Wars was the big one. You know, Star Wars redefined what it is to be a blockbuster and merchandising and mm-hmm. stuff like that and uh directors and actors being able to like negotiate pay for like merchandising rights and sequel rights and stuff like that. Just redefine that. Like say what you want about George Lucas. He's an amazing businessman. Mm -hmm. He knows exactly what he's doing, but I can also say that about another businessman that is currently quite popular. (laughs) And that doesn't necessarily mean that everything's okay, but I I digress. Um, But he, he knew exactly what he was doing. And here's the thing too, that not a lot of people consider it, whether because they don't know or they kind of, it just kind of gets lost because they don't care. Uh, George, uh, the Phantom Menace, nineteen ninety nine, was George Lucas's fourth film. Uh, I think so. Yes, yeah. yes, it was yeah. only his fourth directed film as a director. And you know, the, and the first one he's directed in many years, like many, many years. years. Yeah, and he had a and the, let's be honest too, he had an unbeatable track record up to that point. Mm-hmm. He came out with THX one one three eight. Uh, which is a great movie, mm-hmm. really awesome cult classic, uh, sci-fi kind of like 1984 rip off, but like it's got its own original stuff there enough where it's like, yeah, this is good. I like this. Um, American Graffiti. American Graffiti, which I think is one of the greatest movies of all time. It's my father's favorite movie. It should really? be. What's your, what's your father's name? Uh, John. John. My, mine's is Ed. Ed. William, John, and Ed. <laughs> Jack is actually named after him. Oh, that's right. That's that silly thing where like John equals like twelve different names that you can have. Mm-hmm. Really, John, mm-hmm. Jonathan, Jack is Johnny, like of Jay, John. Jack, yes. James, Jim, Jimmy. That makes sense. English yeah. is weird. Yeah, that's a little fun fact about Jack. Fun fact about Jack. You're all fact Jack. Jack fact. <laughs> Jack fact. That's Jack fact. Subscribe to Jack facts. Jack fa- hashtag Jack fact. <laughs> um, but yeah, they uh. uh he and then and then obviously Star Wars, little tiny movie from 1977. Not a lot of people have heard about it. Yeah, uh, he directed that, and he pretty much was like given the keys to the kingdom after that. Like him and Spielberg in the span of between Jaws and Star Wars, just redefined what Hollywood can do with these like tentpole movies. For sure. And he was pretty much like, you can do whatever you want now because he, again, negotiated the merchandising rights and sequel rights for Star Wars because he knew, I mean, as much as you can believe that he knew how big it was going to be or like he understood like, as long as I can make this work, I think that I think that I can make a lot of money off of this. And then, you know, he did not direct Empire. He did not direct Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. He went on and he helped, like, you know, make uh, such classic films such as Willow. Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. (laughs) Which, uh, for a very long time, I thought that he did direct. I thought that he directed Howard the Duck for a very long time, and then I found out that that was not the case. And I'm like, ah, that makes way more sense. Um, But no, he comes back, 
in like 96 and he's like we're gonna be making we're gonna make we're gonna make new we're gonna make a new star wars it's coming out and uh you don't know what it's called because we don't want you to know what it's called because it's one of the dumbest names for anything ever <laughs> so we're gonna hold off on that but in the meantime for all you little shitheads out there that don't know what a star wars is we're gonna re-release the original trilogy in theaters uh, in 1997, they did that, yes. I believe, right? It was 1997, and they released, uh, they did, they pretty much did the monthly, actually. They did, uh, they did A New Hope in January, they did Empire Strikes Back in February, and then they did Return of the Jedi in March. Okay. So they did it all right there at the beginning, um, and th- we were told, like, these were going to be digitally enhanced, and, like, I still remember that idea, that, like, commercial they released where they showed them side by side, and it's just, like, this shitty blue looking like blob on the and it's like an image from a new hope where that guy's walking down the hallway with darth vader Mm -hmm. and he's just like she'll die before she tells you anything uh and you can't see anything on darth vader i'm like i have never seen a copy look like that and that's because that was the original film the original celluloid that was degrading Mm -hmm. and it was just like getting to the point where it's like this shit is falling apart we need to save this and then they just like crisped it up so well and they re-released the the digital, the newly enhanced digital stuff that looks so much better. But there was some other enhancements. Came at a price. It came at a price. What 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 did they do? They added a whole bunch of CGI, for lack of a better term, nonsense. And they put in some deleted scenes that maybe should have stayed deleted. I'm talking about the Java scene. Oh, I'm talking about the Java scene. <laughs> he goes up because he steps on his tail. <laughs> did you actually see uh, the Java scene in A New Hope, uh, deleted one? Did you actually see the uh, the filmed version of it? Because it's oh the, yeah, the, with the guy. If you because like the like if the you big... got the special edition because yeah he's supposed to be some kind of like Wookie type hairy creature. No, it's just a human with like furs on. Right. No, I thought that they were gonna try and like do something else with it mm-hmm. and i guess now that actually makes sense because that that technology didn't exist back then yeah he's just like he looks like the guy who plays friar tuck in the <laughs> kevin costner robin hood <laughs> he kind of looks like that guy but he's like he's like a part of it's the like night's big. watch like he's got that yeah, big yeah, yeah, that big yeah. fucking that's collar. what i'm picturing too yeah like that's what's going on and he's <laughs> like just a john like, snow fur that's what he's got <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You owe the Night's Watch a great dead on Solo. Prior Tuck on the <laughs> Pay with your blood on Solo. Uh, he, like, and he shows up and he's got like a... But like they also touch up the scene too, even beyond that. In that one, there's like... Because they're just like, we got to get our little Boba Fett in there. Oh, yeah, that's They got to right. get that. Like, and look, guys, like, I get it. Boba Fett's cool and shit. But like... I guess. What the fuck? <laughs> Why is this character so fucking... This is a conversation for another another time. But I don't fucking get it. I get it. He's cool. He's awesome. But like, I've never been one for the Boba Fett hype. I like Mandalorians, but as in the movies, he like doesn't do that much. And Boba Fett is a Mandalorian. Yeah, that's uh, the well, planet he comes from. Django Fett was a Mandalorian. Ah, yeah. He touches it up in the same way that a small child touches a glass table. Just his fingerprints, just all over it. Yeah, it just looks. There's definitely a lot here where you're just like George. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Like, and I think that he more than, he's more than allowed to do the first one. 
He directed it. Mm -hmm. He had some things that he wanted to get done. They didn't get done back then due to time, money, anything. He's more than welcome to do that. He should not have been fucking around with Empire and Jedi. I don't think he had any right to do that in the first place, but he owned it, so he can. But that is not his vision. It's his story. It's his business. It's his company. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that he should have been allowed to pretty much just change the face of the company without consulting the people that are working in the company on a day-to-day. But Empire isn't really touched all that much. Empire is touched more than you might think, and that's because Empire gets the best touches. Empire yeah. gets the subtle touches, the yeah. very small things that really do help. Yeah, Like, there are positive changes. People kind of bash the special editions because they're kind of over there. There are absolutely positive changes. There are very positive changes in that. You know, like, uh, small changes in, like, the crawls at the beginning. You know, like... It might seem like a small thing, but upper casing the R in Rebels. It's a small thing. It doesn't even matter. But really in the context of everything, like it's like, oh, okay. I, it makes I, sense for the story. It makes sense for the story and it kind of creates a grander scope. Anything from like something that small to an empire, you know, getting to see the Wampa. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's really cool. Like we never got to see the Wampa before. We just got like a little weird hand puppet that did not look all that good. And do we need it? No, we don't need it at all because the movie existed before. I guess since I've never seen the Untouched Empire, I didn't mm-hmm. really have anything to compare it to, and it just didn't seem as noticeable as the very obvious stuff in yeah. A New Hope. So well, I just... and that's also too like you can notice the stuff in A New Hope and Return of the Jedi. You it's know, very when they do that, Empire. when they do like that 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 music scene at the beginning of Return of the Jedi. <laughs> oh, good lord! <laughs> Kids are gonna love this. Oh, good lord! Yeah, Chang Chang. My, my my take with that scene is uh, I really like the song because it's a John Williams song, but <laughs> but the CG is awful and it doesn't it doesn't add anything to the Java scene Mm-mm. that the first one already did. When that when that one guy like just comes up and just like opens his mouth and like sings in front of the that the saliva camera, and he's got out. like that drool yeah. of saliva there, and it's like, look how real this looks. I wonder if that's brought up at ILM a bunch, like in the office. Like, hey, remember when we did that? Well, I, I, I feel like that stuff is like was like the first problems that ILM had. ILM had. It's like the first uh, steps that they had to do to get better at what they do now. Sure. Because, like, it's so, how widespread they are now. They're not doing, like... They're not doing the same thing with other movies. No. Like, Star no. Trek isn't getting uh, a digital re-enhancement and stuff Mm-mm. like that. Um, it's... It, it, ILM and George Lucas wrote the book on, like, adding CG to movies and uh, and trying to apply it where it didn't feel fake. Mm-hmm. But it, sometimes it did. Right. And I mean, there's certain that. things in, like, in those special editions that look fucking real like i forget all the time with uh, r2d2 hiding from the jawas mm-hmm. in a new hope they put cgi rocks to make it look like r2d2 was hiding more because in the really? original in the original he's oh just kind of like standing there oh he's really? just like in front of a in front of like a like a like a rock wall and he's just like mm-hmm. they like encase him in rocks wow almost to the point where you're kind of like how the fuck did r2d2 get in there because <laughs> the hole's not big enough <laughs> it's not like he can like stretch wow uh, I didn't even know about. But that. also, too, one of the like one of the best things in Empire is uh, in Cloud City. And don't get me wrong, I when I watch Empire, I watch the originals. Mm-hmm. But in in the Empire Special Edition, uh, Cloud City, they open it up 
um, the tunnels, like the hallways and everything in the original are all enclosed. It kind of feels very claustrophobic. Mm -hmm. You know, they could, they didn't have enough money to really do a lot of different Maté paintings and stuff like that. I mean, they had a lot of money, but they were just kind of like, we're spending this on other stuff. Like, we have huge set pieces in this movie. We're not going to waste it on on this. So, like, all the hallways are enclosed. You can't see out there. And in the special editions, they put windows in there with, like, awesome orange and blue skies and everything. And it's it looks way better. Mm-hmm. It looks better. I don't know if it is um, favorable because I kind of like the the claustrophobic nature of Cloud City and like in the underbelly and stuff like that. But it's definitely one of those things where like their 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 heart was in the right place when they were doing stuff like that. Well, they just wanted they wanted to uh, make the city seem more lively, right? Like with Star Wars planets, they want it, it's almost like everything is set out, like written out. For Star Wars planets, like it has all these things. Uh, Cloud City is uh, is a gas uh, station. Yeah, they're they, all like they element collect... planets. Yeah. yeah, so they're all. You've like you been to the water planet lately? And... It's raining again. <laughs> it's always raining on the water planet. That's why nobody goes there. Oh, that'd be a good place to make clones. I think the way George Lucas thought of it was like he wanted to make a city in the sky in general terms. And using the, cl- the Jetsons design, it, yeah, 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 and what it fucking is. <laughs> you're right, and um, the claustrophobia doesn't uh, uh, tell the viewer that it's a city. It mm-hmm. seems more like tunnels or like yeah. uh, enclosed environments, like a factory, right? Like a mining facility, right. but it's which mo- is really what it it's is. What it is, but it's more like a like a white collar mining facility. Absolutely, they have like droids doing it, but they're getting all the re- totally. benefits and stuff. Yeah, um, I don't. Yeah, the special editions in Empire don't bother me too much. No, like they change. They change. There is one that bothers me. Which one? And this is one that not a lot of people know is because it looks really cool, but it's the the. It just doesn't make sense if you think about it just a little bit. It's one of those things. Uh, it's uh, when Han Solo pretends that the Millennium Falcon is a literal piece of junk mm-hmm. to escape from the Empire and he uh, floats away with the rest of the garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a shot where, you know, the, the Star Destroyers leave and then we see uh, the Millennium Falcon turn on and fly away. Mm-hmm. And then we immediately see the Slave One turn on and follow him. Mm-hmm. And this is supposed to lead up to this is how Boba Fett knew they were going to Cloud City, and this is why he's there. He alerts the Empire, and that's why they're there. Mm-hmm. None of that is in the original. In the original, we believe that our heroes have escaped. Mm-hmm. We don't know Boba Fett beyond he was in the room. Oh, he wasn't actually in that. Uh, the slave one wasn't in the original. No, oh, no. Wow. This is even, they fly. That. They fly away because we believe our heroes have gotten away. Huh. They're huh. gone. And you sure he's not like like hiding in the the scene at all? No, he is not in that scene. Wow. At all. Yeah. Okay. And it, he flies. The, the the Millennium Falcon flies away because our heroes have gotten away. Mm-hmm. And when they get to Cloud City, it's like we're okay, but something feels off here. Like what's going on? Mm-hmm. And but by adding that Boba Fett was following them very closely, by the way. Yeah. Like he's right there. Like yeah. like Chewie could have just like looked over his shoulder, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure they would have seen like there's another ship right there mm-hmm. uh, but we he's got stealth and stuff like that it's fine it's fine he's got and i get it it's not a big deal but it is one of those things it looks really cool that shot of like a tiny ship flying away and then another ship turning on at it Ooh, what's that you know like i get it that's interesting but it's also just kind of like 
it just asks too many questions. I don't think it need, they, he he's not really needed. It's not needed. It's just I, again, it's fucking Boba Fett nonsense. Yeah, these people are just fucking in love with this character who does nothing. He does fucking nothing. I think nothing. I, I, he's got a couple cool lines. He's got a really cool looking suit. I won't argue that. But this guy just fucking nothing. And everybody is defending him, and I don't fucking get it. It reminds me of Trent from high school. Everybody fucking loved Trent. <laughs> Fuck Trent. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Sorry about that, Trent. We didn't know you were going to give a shout out. Oh, Trent's dead. Oh. (laughs) Oh, God. I had nothing to do with it. I swear. Okay. Well, then. Trent's dead, baby. Trent's (laughs) dead. That'll teach you to call it a laser sword, Trent. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um... But yeah, and then uh, in uh, Return of the Jedi, we get some, uh... see, this is what's interesting too about the special distance. And I know we're really focusing on like the reemergence of Star Wars in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. And we're getting to the good part of that. Um, but there, it's also interesting to note that um, there have there are three versions of the special edition Star Wars. Right. Yes. There right. is the uh, theatrical and VHS release in 97. Mm-hmm. There is the DVD release in 2004, and then there is the recent Blu-ray nonsense in 2011, which Probably, is like, I think is something like around there, like when Blu-rays were getting big. Yeah, and each of those have different versions. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest ones of which is poor Sebastian Shaw. Oh, yeah. Poor Sebastian Shaw, who plays Anakin Skywalker in mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi... Uh, getting replaced By with teen heartthrob Hayden Christensen. Teen, that's like as as the ghost at the end, right? Standing there and awkwardly. Am, there's no way they did that. For some reason, I'm thinking, did they ever replace Sebastian Shaw's actual scene when they take the helmet off? Oh no, they didn't do that. No, right? no. no way. We're, never, we're lucky if we're they lucky did. he got cut out then because like you know that was definitely on the plate. No way. They're like, wait a minute now. Like, are you talking about reshooting the scene with Hayden Christensen? Yes. In? No. No way. Oh, God. No, I don't want that at all. Don't no look way. at me like that. But I'm saying like you know that they were thinking about that. Maybe. Maybe. They were like, mm, Sebastian Shaw doesn't really look like Hayden Christensen, so um why don't we? Yeah. <laughs> I I, I mean, fucking dude, at this point now, it's just like, I mean, they've taken all the magic away. They're just movies now. Do whatever you fucking want to. I'm like, it's it's all over. You can't save it. I, I think the, the world's going to end. I think the only change that I get like really angry about in Return of the Jedi was when Darth Vader throws Palpatine down the shaft and then he screams, no, like, that's no, the, they yeah, did. That's, that's a new Blu-ray. one. That's yeah. on the Blu-ray too. Yeah. That's. See, that's my I really want to watch the change. Blu-rays because I've only seen like clips and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, which actually has one of the funniest things ever done in the world. Every time I see it, I laugh, and I've seen this thing hundreds of times. It is... <laughs> it's Obi-Wan Kenobi's crate Dragon Scream in A oh, New Oh my god, it's horrible. There are three of them. There's the original, there's the ones that they did for like the VHSs and the DVD special editions and... And then there is this one that, that they did for the Blu-ray that is literally like, I don't know if you can remember what the Crate Dragon screen says. He uses it to scare away the sand people. He says like, sand people are easily frightened. And it like starts off like in the original, it's kind of like this. 
really something like that. It sounds like a TIE fighter engine. Oh, that was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's obviously them, like, smacking, like, dragging metal on metal or something to create the sound effect. It sounds cool. Yeah. Um, and then the next one is, like, they kind of make it more like a... It's like this kind of, like, whooping dragon kind of thing. It's kind of like this... Like, it's something yeah. a little little weirder. And I'm just like, why are they changing this? This doesn't make any sense. And the Blu-ray, though, is literally this. It literally sounds like... Woo! <laughs> That's what it fucking sounds like. What? I guess they were trying to do something, like, to make it be like... Well, Alec Guinness needs to be able to make this noise, so a human being can't really make the noises that they've done before. Like, you can try, but that's obviously, like, a recorded object doing something. Mm. So I guess they were kind of like, well, I guess that's what a dragon would sound like. Gonna make him sound like a girl that's out partying. Shots. Fucking crazy, man. (laughs) Every time you see it, like, look that up. You can find that. I, I I just remember the like the echoey one where it's like ooh it's like a ghost mm-hmm. like a ghost sound. That's right? the second one. Yeah, where you're just like, oh Jesus, what yeah. are they doing? It sounds creepy. I'm like, what's going on? Um, and then we got, I guess there's a little bit of a difference with Big's Darklighter. Darklighter? Yeah, Darklighter. Yeah. Who's the guy in Shadows of the Empire? Oh, that's Dash Rendar. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was getting the Rendar confused. Dark. I thought it was like Dash Darklighter or something. Uh, Darklighter? Is this guy's fucking last name? Skywalker and Darklighter? Yeah. Who? What are these families on Tatooine? <laughs> what the fuck? Are they all... Wait, are they all slave families? Uh, oh, wait a minute I now. I don't know. Are they all slave families and the slave owners Luke, Luke give Skywalker's, them all last names? Like Luke Skywalker, Darklighter. No, but the name Skywalker is like a, is like a slave name. I, I guess so. I suppose. Maybe. I mean... I've never heard of that. That might be kind of true? Maybe. It um, would make more sense to... If if this, if this that was like a slave name, why Darth Vader didn't like, hey, what, what's this uh, Luke Skywalker guy doing on Tatooine? Yeah. Like, he's got my last name. What's the deal? It's like one of the weirdest things. I actually heard a really great... Uh, great like theory about that where like the reason Darth Vader doesn't go down to Tatooine at the beginning of A New Hope mm-hmm. is because uh, he knows that's his home planet and he can't face to go back there ever since his mother died. I, and I'm, I'm like, like that's, that's I, interesting. I, I, I buy it. I buy it. That makes sense. I think you don't want to deal with the sand. Yeah, you don't want sand getting in that no. in that suit. No. Uh, and being in the desert in that big black mm-hmm. outfit, that just... Which also like I always <laughs> think about when I watch episode one with C-3PO having no skin. Like, you're on a sand planet. All your joints and everything are exposed. Mm-hmm. Doesn't... Do, that, that can't feel good. No. That he can't had, be good for you. He had him. a terrible time in that suit, he shooting in the bad. desert. He had to. Oh, wait. Anthony Daniels? Anthony, absolutely. Oh, yeah, he yeah. talks about it all the time. Well, actually, you know what? Let's do this. Uh, let's take a quick break real quick. And when we come back, let's break into some episode one stuff. I know Jeremy's super excited about that. <laughs> Is excited the word? It's, he's sitting on the edge of his seat to get in on the Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. And so in a short time, we will... Uh, Return to a podcast that is in your ears. That was supposed to be a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away kind of reference, but didn't really work out. No? Alas. Better luck next time. Yeah, cut it.
Hey guys, what's going on? It's Mike from Overdrinkers. Hope you're enjoying this new Star Wars episode that we got for you. Just to let you know, if you haven't uh, listened to the other Star Wars episodes we've got, we mentioned them earlier on. Uh, we've got an Attack of the Clones and the Empire Strikes Back and like the love stories or lack thereof in those. Uh, that was kind of our first introduction to uh, talking about Star Wars with each other. We had so much fun doing it. We got together for the 40th anniversary of A New Hope that happened uh, earlier this year. Uh, so yeah, definitely check those out and uh, make sure that you stay tuned for some more Star Wars stuff coming up. And if you're one of those people that are really cool and you also like Star Trek, we got some surprises coming for you. So definitely stay tuned. All right, now let's uh, hear Jeremy uh, complain about episode one. Hey everybody, welcome back to Overdrinkers. Uh, so, episode one. <laughs> the look you just gave Boys me. and girls. Boys. Oh my god. Where, so, where do we even start? I think, let's start with uh, what, uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you a quick little rundown of what episode one meant when it came out. Alright, so a whole new generation had just been introduced to uh, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Had new lines of toys, new shit coming out, all this crazy stuff. And, and George Lucas is like, I'm making another one. I'm writing it. I'm directing it. Here's the thing about episode one. There was absolutely zero studio oversight. Nobody was telling this guy what to do, either out of fear, respect, or uh, their hands being tied. It's all three. It's all three. Uh, <laughs> what George Lucas did here was he said, I'm going to make another Star Wars movie. I'm one of the greatest directors of all time. Mm-hmm. I have not made a movie in almost 30 years. Uh, I just made everybody a shit ton of money by just recycling shit that we shot 30 years ago. So, I'm going to fund this movie pretty much myself. And the way I'm going to do that is I'm going to pre-sell the merchandising rights for toys and all other kinds of merchandise. Who wants to give me money to sell this shit? And he made a shit ton of money before anybody even knew what this movie was going to be, who the characters were, what it was going to be about. Made all that money so nobody could tell him what to do. But because he also needed to fill all of these holes, like being able to fill like this toy line, he had to go above and beyond and like kind of just like Jawa the shit out of this. And like we need creatures left and right. We need multiple characters that have names and different appearances went absolutely crazy and for some reason he really thought that it was very important to be um extremely racist when it comes to asian culture um i don't know if you guys just a, just a bit are are, <laughs> are the um the 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 new gun ray and what are they called uh those the the, the moidians there we go the trade federation guys mm-hmm. oh jesus holy Christ. shit if you need any other example that nobody was telling George no, it is he got line readings from actors for this. This was getting edited in a sound studio. This was being cut together to be released. And nobody at any point went, um, George, what the fuck are you doing right and, there? And these, and these men sat in a makeup chair for hours i mean while the makeup make- itself is like okay uh, whatever you can and do it's, that. Not, it's not even the point but like not once did like the makeup people when they were making these creatures go 
Wait a minute. What is going on here? <laughs> what this doesn't this doesn't look I don't it know. It doesn't look right. It, it's it's absolutely insane to me. Every time I watch episode one, and that's one of the first things that starts, where you're just like, wow. Whoa, wow. Oh, wow. Like, they're replacing the R's and the L's hard. Yeah. You're like, oh, no, this is not good. Yeah. Um, not, but yeah, Not like, my favorite Star Wars race. Not my favorite Star Wars <laughs> race. No, not, not. I guess in, in some ways, we're all a little Star Wars racist. Oh, my God. Um... <laughs> so that's the whole that's how we started out with that where George Lucas has has like total control mm-hmm. he's doing whatever he wants almost and tyrannical control exactly and no one can stop him and no one did nope and we got in 1999 Star Wars episode one The Phantom Menace all those fans have been waiting for so long to to see the the continuation of the Star Wars series by telling you know the story about the past and whatnot and then yep. they sat down and then they got I that. mean this has got to be something that ever since uh, you know it was revealed that the Empire Strikes Back was Episode Five mm-hmm. everybody's like what where's the other three what and uh, I mean actually no did in the original I believe in Star Wars the original in the in the card it did say Episode Four. In the theater, I think so, or very recently after that, because it, it, it was episode, it, I think it, it was happened Empire so quick. Like, like it was episode. never called a New Hope until 1981, one year after the Empire Strikes Back came out, mm-hmm. when they realized like they thought they could just call the first one Star Wars and the second one The Empire Strikes Back, but everybody was calling it Star Wars too. Mm-hmm. So it was like, ah, shit, we need to name the other one or something like that. So in '81, that's where a New Hope came from. Mm-hmm. But uh, so they're going back and they're doing Episode One. And the lead up to this film's release must have been insane. No, it was insane. I was twelve years old when this was happening. I was peak child. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, I get it. I get what's going on here." I had all four Taco Bell posters. <laughs> so, now, you guys, this is gonna be fun for you. I'm gonna name off things that happened. And you guys are either going to just hear about them right now mm-hmm. or you've heard stories. And hopefully the people listening, you guys, you, you'll uh, you, you'll remember these. I had all four Taco Bell posters that you lined them up and it created a big scene of Tatooine. Mm-hmm. I had every, you heard me correctly, even the gold Yoda, <laughs> every soda can. There was like 30 of I remember, like the, soda, I remember soda the soda cans. Pepsi. Yeah. Diet Pepsi, the weird calorie-free Pepsi, Mountain Dew, all of them. I had all of them. I I had this, and I think I still have this in my pantry. I have this, like, Big Gulp Episode 1 drink, Mm -hmm. and it has, like, in between, like, the straw, like, basically the, the cup that holds it is, like, this Jar Jar Binks with, it's, like, the top half of his torso. It's horrifying, yeah. He's got a scary face, too. And you're drinking out of his skull. Out of his skull, and he's just like, <laughs> yeah. He doesn't make a noise. Thank goodness. We'll get. But... We'll get to him. Yeah. We'll get to that little we'll get... fuck. Um. Uh. I had the the soda cans. I had the posters. I had that really awesome poster that I don't fucking care to this day. That's a sweet ass poster of Anakin Skywalker, uh, Jake Lloyd mm-hmm. walking 
with walking away with, Darth Vader with the shadow of yeah. Darth Vader. You, you have that. Yeah, you I have remember. that. That's a kick-ass poster. It's awesome. And it's tainted by uh, reality. It's tainted by but reality. It's but it's still like... Neat. That's neat. That's a very well-done poster. Something, something I like with just movies and storytelling in general is uh, character arcs. Because that's a huge thing. Oh, just... I li- I'm a fan of those too. Yeah, everyone's a fan <laughs> of character arcs. But I, I just I like when you know a little kid can become the most badass evil fucker in the entire galaxy and make it seem kind of natural like everyone not a lot of people like like jake lloyd because of his acting and stuff but oh man poor jake lloyd i think i think the little kid was fine for just being a little nine-year-old yeah yeah like he's not he's not yeah he's not james dean yeah like Like, also too the lines are just fucking are you an angel oh yeah that's bad a fucking 45 year old man wrote that yeah, I've heard space pirates talk about angels. They're the most beautiful creatures in all the galaxy. Poor Jake. That movie ruined his life. Yeah, Jake honestly. Lloyd? Yeah, yeah that movie well, ruined his life. You heard about that great pod race he got into a couple years ago, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that sent him off the deep end. Oh, it's the best. Hey, I mean, Haley Joel Osment was able to pick himself up. Yeah, well, that's because he got started with the Sixth Sense, mm-hmm. which oh, is uh, that is true. The world was very much against Jake Lloyd. I'm still a Jingle All the Way fan. Uh, I love that. Movie. I remember him in Jingle All the Way. I love that movie. Well, he was he was very. He's he was actually got in. very bad delivery in that. Oh yeah, yeah. Jake Lloyd's not a good actor. No, he's not. Oh yeah, he was hardly in. Turbo Man, Dad. He's only in like the first fifteen minutes and the last fifteen minutes. Everything, yeah, because they're just kind of like, why don't we get this guy out of here? Because apparently Arnold Schwarzenegger hated Jake Lloyd. Really? No, I made that up. He's a nine-year-old <laughs> kid. Yeah, I was like, that's a really funny thing. <laughs> I was like, Arnold Schwarzenegger is like one of the kindest humans. Yeah, get this child Fuck you, Jake. Fuck you, Jake. Fuck you, Jake. He's Fuck working you, unprofessionally. Sinbad trying to like calm <laughs> down. Like, Yo, Arnie, man, come on, you gotta calm down. It's just a kid. <laughs> Fuck you, Jake. Fuck you, Jake. This movie's all about me, not the kid. I am Turbo Man. <laughs> anyway, Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. Uh, Jake Lloyd, um, uh, unfortunately, was not able to tap into the magic that is acting mm-hmm. and uh he stars across uh a uh an actress who very much did tap into the magic that is acting young young very young. um uh miss uh ewan mcgregor <laughs> god damn it of train spotting fame and an episode of er and an episode of ER, and Where he, he was—he also played the little girl in Leon the Professional. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a roll I'm here. Try, I'm trying to see <laughs> you and McGregor. I actually—I can see it with that wig. <laughs> with the wig, the wig and the plant. It's really good. Um, <laughs> no, Shoot an assassin. Uh, yeah. Do your taxes. I can't. I, I'm still doing Arnold. I couldn't. Oh, do, you that. do your taxes. Nah. What was it? What was his speech? Be an assassin. Do your taxes. Vote. <laughs> uh, okay. Rock the vote. That's what it is. Um, no. Natalie Portman stars as Queen Armadillo. Um, Armadillo. Armadillo. Yeah. And the fourteen-year-old uh, queen. 
nine and she's 14. You know how I remember their ages? The from the Weird, Weird Al, Al song. song. That's Weird a great song. Only she's just, only he's just nine and she's 14. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's probably gonna, yeah, I can't keep singing that because I, I love that album, Running With Scissors. It's great. I listened to it for the first time in maybe 10 years the other day and I was like, oof, all about the Pentiums, Horoscope song, Polka Power. Mm, great album. Anyway, <laughs> Phantom Menace. Um, Natalie Portman is there, and she's uh, acting up a storm. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Dual parts. Right. Technically. Uh, but also Kira Knightley, Kira Knightley. Mm-hmm. is also Queen Armadillo, but not not Queen Armadillo. Does that mean that when Kira Knightley is dressed up as one of the servants, she's playing Padme? No, she's just playing a handmaiden. Like, uh, Kira Knightley's a handmaiden? Mm-hmm. That just sat in as the queen sometimes. Okay. But Padme would be there as a handmaiden, as like an overseer. Okay. So but the if, other handmaidens know what's going on. Yes. Because they I must. Because they'd so. be like, where's Padme? Yeah. Or where's other girl? Mm-hmm. Why do I never see them in the same place? I wonder if they're the same person. They get to completely <laughs> misread the situation and they're like, wait, what? No, like, so then who else knows? Do, like, the people on the Senate know? Does Captain Panaka know? I, I'm sure, I'm sure the Nabu people, the royal people, so, like, Captain Panaka and he the handmaid. He knows. Yeah. The Jedi didn't oh, know. He knows. The Jedi didn't know. No. You know nothing. But Qui-Gon gets that look like, oh, I'm totally gonna pretend like I knew that that was coming. That's true. You know? He's just kind of like, hmm. He smiles like, hmm, of course. <laughs> yes. Yeah, can we talk about Liam Neeson, actually? Like, I mean, Natalie Portman, like, fine, whatever. Like, she actually gets way more interesting. And I mean interesting in a very strict use of that term yeah. <laughs> in the later in the later movies. But Liam Neeson in this movie is the only one we get him in. Mm-hmm. Um, great wig. Great wig. He looks, he, looks, he looks hella dope as a he looks, he looks like a lion. He looks like how every 13-year-old wanted their dad to look in 1999. <laughs> like, that's like... This is my this is my dad. He's seen some shit. Uh, He saw a guy get stabbed. He saw a guy get stabbed, and ever since then, he said, "I'm not cutting my hair." (laughs) Uh, Liam Neeson just like exudes just like dickishness Mm -hmm. in this movie. Uh, I love how he is mere like just seconds away from just like like calling Anakin's mom. Shmi Skywalker, like calling her just like a dumb bitch when she starts talking about how like Anakin doesn't have a father, like he was immaculately conceptive because it's a very stupid idea. Yeah, and and Qui Gon Chin's like face is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like he's literally about to like just blow up at her. Yeah, and nothing happens, and then he ends up. Uh, he let's go he back. Let's go back to something. For, check for in a sec. Okay, so you have. The ch- the child, who, who becomes Darth Vader, one of the most powerful Jedi, one of the most powerful members of of the Empire, and in his legacy, what do we call his mother? Shmi. What's her name? I guess. Steve. Shmi. Steve Skywalker. That would have actually been better. That was because I can buy a, a woman being named Steve in the Star Wars. Maybe that's why she said that he's immaculately conceptive. She didn't want to like. Admit that she like fell in love with a person named Steve Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a father. Don't ask me what his name was. 
just doesn't exist. Or maybe Watto's the father. She doesn't want to talk about. Oh fuck! <laughs> Ew. Watto. Watto is. Uh, what's his face? Uh, God damn it! That was such a good joke. If I just came out with it. Uh, who's the bad guy in Force Awakens? Who's that guy? Uh, Snoke. Snoke. Uh, Watto. Snoke. <laughs> Jesus. I've actually heard that theory. <laughs> people go, no! yeah, people go crazy uh, with the Snoke theory. That's fantastic. They're like Padme Snoke. <laughs> oh, with the Snoke thing? Oh, yeah. I, I, I like was joking around with somebody the other day talking about uh, how I was like, oh, Luke's Snoke. Yeah. And they're like, what? And I'm like, no, think about it. And I got them <laughs> to think about it and they were like, oh, fuck. Is that one on one too? People are like, Luke Skywalker is like, I I, th- I think it's similar to what you're saying. Before The Force Awakens came out, everyone thought Kylo Ren was Luke Skywalker. So, yeah. Oh, in the mask and everything? Yeah, yeah he was right, like, oh, that's right. just Luke under there. And I was right, just right, like, right. but it's Adam Driver. Mm-hmm. And everyone was just like, no, Boy, oh boy, Skywalker. Luke sure did lose some weight in that 30 yeah. years. <laughs> He's got a little angrier. He almost <laughs> looks like he could be a teen heartthrob on an HBO series with that body figure. Uh, when I was at school... Like, um, earlier this year, uh, one of the, one of these, oh no, not this year, before The Force Awakens came out, so like two years ago, one of my friends from college was like, yeah, I think Kylo Ren is, is, uh, is Luke. And I was just like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) And I was, and he was just like, no, no, it's, it's totally going to be real. I was like, you're literally stupid because Adam Driver (laughs) is, I got, I got, baby Driver is playing. I got super heated at him and he was just like, oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm just like, you know, I think I just kind of overreact a little bit there. I'm sorry. (laughs) You can get on like, (laughs) but but, I mean, that's like Jar Jar Binks being like a Sith Lord, that whole thing. And I'm just like, you know what? If he had pulled that fucking mask off (laughs) when they had, when they had, when he had Ray tied up and she was like. You're a monster. That's why you wear a mask. And then he takes it off, and he ta- and those ears come flapping out. Oh Jesus Christ! And it's just like, you said, think you know me? <laughs> I would have been like, you know what? I'm with this. I'm I'm with this. I got this. This is gonna be great. Let me let's really get into what makes this character tick. I think my head would have completely God, that exploded. Been I think that would have been, if that would have happened, that would be the first time in the theater I saw someone vomit since Jackass 3. <laughs> vomit, huh? <laughs> yeah, I don't like, think I've ever seen somebody vomit. Is that what I saw somebody run out because they were going to vomit in, um, uh, uh, what was it? It was one of the Saw movies. One of the Saw movies, something like really like crazy over the top was happening and someone was like, no. And they just got up and ran away. No. No. I've seen, I love finding people that are falling asleep in movies. We had a, uh, it looked like a couple was like totally falling asleep during War for the Planet of the Apes the other day. They are just, they're snoozing. They're taking it hard. And I guess actually, um, Robbie and Bernadette went and saw The Beguiled uh, the other day. And they weren't too hot on it. I saw The Beguiled. Loved it. A lot. But apparently there was a couple that were taking turns sleeping in The Beguiled. Like one would fall asleep and one would be like, you wake up. And then that one will fall asleep. <laughs> and will be like, you wake up. Wow. But um, The Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. I'm sure many people fell asleep during The Phantom Menace. Yeah. I mean, this is like, you know, Definitely you hear the stories releases. about the bit huge lines and like, what a joke on reality this whole movie was. This was really just like, people were just in a time when hope and and magic w- were real. 
Clinton years. <laughs> yeah. Before no, before two thousand one. Right. And you know, this was just like everybody was just so filled with optimism. Mm-hmm. And you know, n- episode one crushed a lot of dreams. I think. I-, I think episode one was like it's kind of like when you when you're old when like the first time you see your dad hit your mom. Something uh, like that. Not that my parents do that. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, re- like, I'm relegating that it to this thing where you're shit. like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Dreams don't come true. Like, oh, <laughs> there is a darkness that lies under everything that is my life. Wow. It is like there were people. I love um, they come out with documentary after documentary or YouTube or news uh, story again and again and again about uh, the lines that form before Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. I want a documentary about the day after episode one came out. Well, from from what I, I want I want one of those where it's just like, what did you do that day? <laughs> what did you What did you do to cleanse yourself of spending a whole night mm-hmm. just wasting your life? Days and days and days. Movie waiting that in wasn't that too. great. Yeah, and it's just like, oh boy, guys, oh those poor little babies. Weren't a lot of people like, no, it was okay. They yeah, they were going through denial. Yeah, I think I think Kevin Smith has said something along those lines. Oh, he where, lo- no, he loves the prequels. No, he doesn't. He's fucking oh, yeah, he, lying. He's lying through his fucking teeth. No, he definitely. I does. can see him. He loves the prequels, dude. I see you, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith loves. The <laughs> you're fucking lying. <laughs> I can see it. You're just you're just being you're just you're just being devil's advocate. I can fucking see it. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Clerks two is pretty good. Oh, wow. I defend Clerks too. <laughs> I got your back, Kevin. You know, like, I'll, I calls him like a scene. Red State? I defend Red Fucking State. Fucking hate Red State. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not like it, and I can be wrong on that. It's fine. I'm okay. I'm comfortable being wrong on that. We're not talking Just about that. Just didn't think anymore. that I got it. Yeah. Uh, Phantom Menace. Um, but I, uh, I mean, um, uh, Cop Out's great. Never saw it. It's not good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't think it, Going through good. a lot of emotions, learning about your Kevin Smith opinions. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> oh, no, I really like Kevin Smith, but it's like when I see people like, I'm like, I don't believe you. I don't believe what you're saying right now. And I think like, you know, because anybody can argue any point that's literally playing devil's advocate. Like any point can be argued as long as you kind of just throw morals and rules out the window. As long as you stay within the guidelines of conversation and debate, which there are very few, mm-hmm. you can pretty much prove anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's why America sucks right now. <laughs> that's why. Fair enough. Because of episode one. <laughs> <laughs> episode one is the whole reason so, that we suck. That's like the greatest thing, man. Somebody has got it. Like somebody's got to get into an interview with the president. And ask him what he thinks about episode one Star Wars. <laughs> and if we can get him on tape saying, like, I think it's amazing, it's fantastic, it's one of the greatest movies ever made, I watch it all the time, that'll get him impeached. <laughs> that'll fucking do it. Because I don't care if you're Republican, Democratic, a white supremacist, we can all agree. I think... Unless you're Kevin Smith and you're just out of your fucking mind. <laughs> I think we can all agree that episode one is just is just a a a, a Blight, uh, like just a fucking sin against man and everything that it exists. And the reason we don't have civilization on Mars is because of episode one. The reason we can't cure cancer is because of episode one. But you got to know something, Mike. You know, if no matter what happens with episode one, it did teach me one thing. 
There's always a bigger fish. <laughs> yeah. There's always a bigger fish. I mean, are you, are you trying to insinuate that the other prequels are? No, no. In in episode one, when they're in the. the oh fuck! Ride. That went right over my. Head. <laughs> oh, always a bigger fish. Anyway, Jar Jar is a good character. He's a great character. He's I love a great him. Character, I love him. He gets a lot of hate, and fake news. Uh, I also think Jake Lloyd's best actor of our time. I would actually find that very sweet if he said that. That'd be a sweet thing. Like I, I like that's. I would love to see somebody of such like, uh, like grand assholery, defend somebody that in no way deserves anybody's defense in a very humble way. You know, like in like it, it just being like. Like, I would love to see Donald Trump defend, um, what's his name? Kramer from uh, Seinfeld. Oh, no. Like, I would love to see that because, oh, no. like, you're totally wrong. Everything's wrong here about this. But, like, oh, look at him go. Look at him, like, try and help that guy out. All right. Okay. You know, I like that Macaulay Culkin kid. Met him once. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Likes pizza. I like pizza. Who doesn't like pizza, if you remember? Although I, I eat pizza with a fork. Yeah. Let's get off this, though. Oh, yeah. yeah this is no going way off that. the rails. No, no time for that. Uh, so, episode one, two, we got some uh, uh, some Ray Park action. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm a Ray big Park. fan of Ray Park. Such a fan of Ray Park. Myself. Love and Ray Park. I don't it, know if we've mentioned this in previous ones about Ray Park. I don't, I don't know why we would. I don't think we really touched on The Phantom Menace before, but Ray Park played uh, a lot of really cool characters in different movies around this time. He was Toad. In X Men, consider that he, a cool character. I, I think Toad's a pretty cool character. When I saw X Men when it was released, I and I was like fourteen years old, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" I I would like to pretend to be Toad if I was still playing. With he has friends cool powers. Stuff. He's got cool powers. Like and he he speaks in like a cool British accent. He has a cool death scene. Weren't you supposed to bring someone with you? Oh yeah, it's good stuff. He, right? he only I mean, has a few lines. He's only got a few lines. He actually gets to talk. He's also the headless horseman in Johnny in Johnny Depp. That's Depp's right. And Tim Burton's the Johnny Depp directed, starring Tim Burton, Sleepy Hollow. Right. <laughs> he plays the headless horseman that when have. when it doesn't have Christopher Walken's head on. That's it. Ray Ray Park. That's another act where Ray Park plays just one part of a of a villain because Peter Serafinowicz was the voice. Of yes, Mall. and doesn't he also? He's the guy that does the voice. In um, Clone Wars? No. No? No, that's uh, Sam Witwer. He was, uh, oh, okay. he was in Being Human. Um, he's he's the guy the that mist. gets stabbed in the mist. Yeah, he's the, he's the soldier guy in the mist. That gets stabbed and sacrificed. Keep going. Um, he was... I know that... Oh! In the mist, they send him out the front door of the store, and they watch him as he's dragged away. Oh, that guy! Yeah. yeah. Oh, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you got it. He's yeah. he's very involved with Star Wars. Yeah, very ways. involved. That's he, cool. He, I, I feel like was, that's a um, fun family to be a part of. Absolutely. You know, like, and I think that's one of the reasons why we keep coming back to these podcasts and just like literally just talk about Star Wars is because you can pick a very small category of this and just kind of blather on about it. Mm-hmm. And one of the fun things about Star Wars having such a grand like scope is that. Uh, it's very hard for everybody to know everything, you know. Like you, Brian, you've got like I can't your, know everything. You've got your TV show, like all this new, this new merchandising and stuff like that. You've got all that down, mm-hmm. and you know, like I know like a lot of like behind the scenes stuff because I'm like addicted to like behind the scenes documentaries and footage and Wikipedia and mm-hmm. trivia and like learning Mo- things. Movie about. making. I yeah. really like that. Yeah, and it's like and Jeremy like 
<laughs> I'm like somewhere in between. Jeremy's dad's name is John. <laughs> <laughs> my 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 knowledge basically just just goes on like the movies mm. more or less. I didn't really I have I haven't really like except for like a handful of games. I never really like reached out to like the extended mm-hmm. stuff. Like I watched the Gendy Tartakovsky. Uh, Clone Wars back in like the early 2000s that was pretty cool mm-hmm. awesome. but but I hardly remember it to be honest yeah I'm I thinking watched it uh, in a long time it's so good I'm thinking um, I remember it being so great good. after uh, The Last Jedi comes out before in the time it takes you know the two years between episode 8 and episode 9 I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to tackle the Clone Wars because I know that they are still canon right mm-hmm. they oh, are still yes. considered yeah. canon um, the, the one that he was talking about is not though is not no but the new but the Clone Wars like continues that story a little bit kind of they take place at the same time aha uh-huh. but they don't overlap okay and they have they similar, have similar char- characters yeah. but and Rebels is also canon with the CGI Clone Wars yes aha uh-huh. All right, okay. Odd. Yeah. Man, I, you know, I was thinking about it the other day, like, in, in like six months, five months, we are going to get a new fucking, like, title crawl yeah. that's mm-hmm. going to describe where our characters are at. Mm-hmm. Which I think is going to be really weird because I think that not a lot of time has passed. No, it's not. Still- as much as usual. Like, usually there's at least two or three years between yeah. episodes. I, mm-hmm. think, I think the shortest one was... It was only two years between two and three. Um, two and three, right? Attack of Clones oh, wait, was no. 02 and Revenge of the Sith was was oh five. No, no, not in release. We're talking, I know I'm that they're breaking out oh, narrative. narratively. Like, time, narratively. Like, yeah, like, I know there's there's three years between uh, A New Hope and Empire. To my knowledge, I'm, I think I'm remembering I think this you're right. right. I think there's only and then there, I think there's. Uh, another three years between Empire and Jedi. I think, you're right. I think it takes like three years for them to track down Han Solo or something to be able to figure out, which shouldn't take that long. You know who's got him, but I guess you need to figure out a way to get in there. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, yeah, there's there's uh ten years between Episode One and Episode Two. Yes. Because he goes from nine to nineteen. Correct. And then I think that there's only two years. I, th- I think, I think that like Anakin Skywalker supposed to be twenty one years old. When all that shit goes down. But it feels like he's older. That's interesting. I'd like to actually find that out. I think it actually might be um, like five to ten years between two and three. Really? Yeah. I guess Clone that would make sense because the Clone Wars time. go on for a while and yeah. we're right there pretty much at the end of it. Mm-hmm. You know. All right. Well. But but The Last Jedi takes place directly after The Force Awakens. Exactly. Like yeah. that scene will go down at the beginning of the movie. It has well, to, right? So. It, it absolutely is. 100%. Unless they unless they start off with something related to Poe and then cut. Oh, it'll be in the movie in the beginning. Right. <laughs> in the first act, for sure. Well, I mean, yeah, they're going to have to, uh, you know, obviously they have to start in space looking down. Mm-hmm. I wonder, but again, too, like, it's Ryan Johnson, which is just like, oh, what a beautiful world that we live in. <laughs> Like Ryan Johnson is making a fucking. I'm, about I'm so to, happy. I'm about to fucking cry. Yeah, I mean, like too. Ryan Johnson is directing, is writing and directing a Star Wars movie. Like, who knows how much total control he's got over it? I can't imagine it's very much, but oh, he, he has is, total control. No, no, no. But I mean, like, he's not allowed to do certain things that you know, like everything that he's doing has to get okayed. Oh yes, by sure. a higher power. For absolutely, sure. for sure. Um, you know, and that's why we're getting things like you know, uh, you know, um. Lord and Miller are dropping off of Han Solo 
and you know Patty Jenkins left Thor the Dark World and uh you know Ben Affleck walked away from the Batman and stuff like that it's just all these Patty Jenkins was supposed to direct Dark World oh yeah yeah and they gave it to Alan Taylor it's the exact same thing as Edgar Wright wow um, on Ant-Man it was like we cannot control you because you have this way that you want to do it but this is how we have to do it you need to be able to play in-house and these act these directors were like I'm not going to do something that goes against my vision. That's why I'm doing this. That's why I'm a director. I think the the quote with Edgar Wright was that I wanted to make a Marvel movie, but Marvel didn't want to make an Edgar Wright movie. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, it's like they, uh, and honestly, like I really like the Ant-Man that we got. Sure. I really do. And And there's, there's still some excited to get the sequel where it's, where it's like untethered from, Edgar Wright's vision where like uh, this guy gets to really go with it and like and have a lot of fun and like they, they just hired uh, Wally Goggs is coming on in Walter Goggins mm-hmm. which I can't which I love who I love he's one of my favorite people working out there like and th- that's like Ryan Johnson running the Star Wars is like this is crazy I cannot wait to see what this guy can do with all this stuff because I know how dark this motherfucker can get but I also know how light he can be because mm-hmm. Brothers Bloom is one of the best movies made in the 21st century. And I say that all the time. I've got a I've list, seen, I swear to God. Brothers it. Bloom is really, really good. I love Brick and I love Looper. And I love it, the Fly episode of Breaking Bad mm-hmm. that he directed. Uh, there's, there's, another, there's, there's another There's another one. All right, there's easy, easy, more. easy now, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm running through it right now. Nah. Um, and I really, I really respect him and I have total faith in him. I've told, I haven't felt nervous about a Star Wars movie coming out in almost 20 years you know it's like same for me i have zero zero worries like i i knew that ryan johnson was going to direct it before uh force awakens even came out Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah they announced pretty much who it was and i think we found out uh what's his name colin trevorrow yeah jurassic world dude book of henry man i hope he fucking i hope they kick him to the curb I hope The Last Jedi is so fucking successful and people are like... Because they're going to say the same thing that they say every single fucking time a Star Wars movie comes out ever since Attack of the Clones. It's the best one since Empire. Oh, yeah. Everybody says it. It's the best one since Empire. Because we all understand that Empire is the best one because it's a fucking perfect movie. There's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with it. The only way that movie could have been way better is more Billy D. And that, but that goes for every movie. Get Billy D in your movie and it goes up 5% on Rotten Tomatoes immediately. That's it. Um, that's yeah. Uh, I'm just not nervous at all about it. Uh, but again, you know, because like, so like the Force Awakens, we were kind of going through when that was coming out. The lead up was very similar to the Phantom Menace, super similar. But there was like you know, whereas the Phantom Menace was surrounded with this optimism, the Force Awakens was kind of surrounded with this with this expectation pe- with this yeah this pessimistic expectation that was only cured with uh by huge nostalgic manipulation which is what the entire advertising campaign their first thing that they released wasn't even a trailer it was like slow it was like it looked like um like a chef's table style like filmmaking where everything was kind of slow and super super clear cut high frame rate and it's just like it's about family (laughs) (laughs) time passes 
but then you're there. Dah! Like, and it just like breaks in. Like, and you hear Harrison Ford just like trying to talk about anything besides, I'm doing this so my character can fucking die so I don't have to be in any more of them. Once I'm finished with this, I'll do it with Blade Runner and then I'll do it with Indiana Jones and then these people will leave me the fuck alone. Yep. Little do they know, little does he know, they're making a Fugitive 3. <laughs> they're going to have to come back, man. This time, you lose an arm. Wow. It's good because it's different. And then uh, Air Force I applauded it for being different. <laughs> Air Force 2. Air Force 2. Yeah. Air Force 2. Uh, More uh, clear. Seven days, eight nights. More clear and present danger. Clearer. Clearer and Clearer more and present. future danger. Yeah. Days of future past. Mm-hmm. Hollywood homicides. There you go. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. That'd be a funny name for one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I think that movie's worse than Phantom Menace. Oh yeah, that's what we were talking about. I'll say this, it's very similar, because I really do like the podcast scene. Fuck! (laughs) The podcast scene? (laughs) Or Quad like. I really do like the pod racing scene, and I really do like um, Duel of the Fates. Totally, man, like, fun. Uh, Which, by the way, too, have you guys seen the video that somebody replaced Duel of the Fates lightsaber sounds with Owen Wilson saying wow? Of course. Oh, Beautiful. Beautiful. Check wow. it out. Wow. 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 Um, the podcast. But also too, in um, yeah, in uh, in Kingdom of the Crystal podcast, there's uh, there's the 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 getaway scene in the middle, like where it starts in like you know the diner and the fight between like the socias and the greasers and uh, like the whole escape on the motorcycle through the library. Love that fucking scene. Them. I think that scene's fucking amazing. It's a good I car will, chase. I will watch that movie. Just to catch that scene. And as soon as that scene's over, I'm like, later, John Hurt. I'm fucking out of here. It is a good Spielberg car chase. It's very good. Very good. Uh, Part-time. Part-time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, a lot of things in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. They're very similar movies, Phantom Menace and Crystal Skull. Like, First off, both were done specifically to appease the ego of George Lucas. That's all it was. You yeah. know, George Lucas hadn't done anything for over 30 years. Uh, Directing-wise, he needed to do something else. Spielberg and Francis Ford Coppola and Brian De Palma and Martin Scorsese, all the guys that were part of his clique, they're all making fun of him. And they're just like, you fat, stupid, dumb piece of shit. Even Coppola? Who hasn't done anything in, like, the 21st century? Except, you know, like, have sex that one time and produce one of the best filmmakers we've got working right now. That's true. He's allowed to pretty much just kind of be like, go, my brethren. Go, my seed. My kin. Go, my daughter. I'm telling you, man. Direct the movie. The more and more I think about Sofia Coppola is just like... Because we're we're getting ready to do another Overdrinkers where we're doing another uh, Strong Women in Film. Mm -hmm. We're doing directors this time. And uh, one of the movies that was picked was um, uh, Marie Antoinette by Sofia Coppola and that brings into question all of Sofia Coppola's like films which I surprisingly have seen all of them I didn't think that I had I, I was like oh, I've seen a couple of them but you're no di- I've seen them you're all you're doing that over Lost in Translation yes because I feel like you know we've all seen Lost in Translation and we can discuss Lost in Translation while we talk about Sofia Coppola fair enough but you know it wasn't my choice like I picked I picked another person which I don't want to give away because that's kind of the fun um, but the 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 uh, the individual that picked Sofia Coppola 
as their director, she said that she's much more interested in talking about Marie Antoinette than the others. Okay. Because it's one of her favorite movies. So it's like, okay, let's let's do that. I mean, that's like, I feel like, you know, probably tons of uh, pod races out there that talk about, um, you know, the loss in translation, like, all the time. Sure, yeah. Very few that talk about Marie Antoinette. Fair, that's fair point. So that's good. That's for good listeners. That's cool. But The Phantom Menace. Oh god. Yeah, when when the Phantom Mass came out, I was um like 7ish yep. and I actually liked the movie because I was a little kid and I liked, you know, fighting with swords, I liked lasers and shooting up things and it was another Star Wars movie. So mm-hmm. I was like, "Hey, this is cool. That's supposed to be Darth Vader." I was I was into it, but as I got older, like as a teenager, kind of lost its charm a lot, especially the especially episode 1 and 2. Like I don't, I don't really like those movies anymore. I still like three, but see, that's me with two. You, you, you like two. I enjoy two. I think two has got like just a, you know, it's 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 uh it's it's as dumb as a fucking bag of ice. Yeah. But it's still at least a little cool, you know. Like it's it's just kind of like you know it's stupid and it's not done well and there's like almost zero. It's very mind blowing how little talent is on display in that movie. Christopher Lee's always a delight though. But that's the thing, yeah. Like Christopher Lee, um, you get some more Anthony Daniels really kind of leaning into that C three PO shit. You get some great R two D two gags. Uh, you get a fully formed Anakin that you get to learn about instead of just a kid. Whether or not you like what they did with the character. Mm-hmm. This is a character that we never got to know. We got to see him for about maybe three minutes he back was, in 1983. He had some and, sort of an arc from slave child to... Yeah, uh, to like, to now slave. this is podcasting! <laughs> <laughs> this is how I make up for it. Actually, yeah. I actually don't like the pod race. The pod race? Yeah, I don't, I don't like the pod you don't, race. You don't like it is a little sub-oba. pointless. And oh, it's it totally goes, pointless. It goes it's on totally for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, it's totally pointless. It's obviously like George Lucas likes cars. I I think it's cool. I like pod racing as an idea. Mm-hmm. Like just as a cool way to race things in God, space. God, it's so dangerous too. Why would it's, you let a it's child It's super do that? dangerous. People die. Like, I think I they like kind of like over. I mean, I know that they time and time again in the movie are like, it's dangerous. Children shouldn't be doing it. I know they keep saying that, but I, I think that some people like they kind of coast over. What exactly the science? behind this is it's you've got two engines that are detached from what they're supposed to be attached to Mm. and they had a a rope a cable has been tied to them and it is attached to a literal pod it is a box that a thing can sit in and they've got some controls that they can kind of control like how fast these things are going but it's essentially just two turbine engines going as fast as they can and then dragging this person yes like it's fucking horrifying. It's horrifying. And it's hard to drive. I know. Yeah. Those are very hard to drive, especially when you got like when your when your joystick is like all greased up because like fucking dumbass Trent doesn't know how to like just like you just got to lightly push it left. You just got to lightly push. It. You don't have to cram on it. You don't throw the remote when you fucking lose. I got the clear purple N64 controller. You only get one of those. And Trent fucking throws it, and now you're not friends anymore, and that lasts for three fucking years. You should have given him the Mad Cats mm-hmm. controller. Give wow. him the bad one. The bad one. Yeah. Hey, here's an idea for a Star Wars spinoff. Remake Days of Thunder, but with pod racing. <laughs> I'd watch it. 
I mean, maybe that'll be one of the next like little in between movies that come out in between episodes. That's what I was saying. Make one of those. I mean, and let's be honest here too, guys. Like, and if do Tony you think that they're was... gonna try and close it on out on episode nine? No. Or do you think they're gonna go? They might take a break from take... the episodes. Yeah. You know, they're gonna t- they're gonna take like a five to ten year break with the episodes, and they're gonna make the spinoffs like every three years. Boy, oh boy. Oh, I mean, we get a Star Wars movie every year for the rest of the sun (laughs) burning. I don't think so. I think after episode nine, they're going to take at least a two-year break for movies. Well, after, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, they haven't announced just yet what the one after that would be. Give me Natalie Portman as Obi-Wan Kenobi. (laughs) What? Miniseries. What? What? Okay. Um... So, yeah, uh, let's let uh, Jeremy talk about episode one for a little bit. Okay. Oh, man, what the fuck is there to say? Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, it was one of the first movies that I experienced death on film as a kid, so I guess that's pretty significant. And But, like, the more I grew up and the more I went back to it, like, the harder it was to watch even... Even the Clone Wars and the Clone Wars, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith were easier to go back to. There, I feel like there's more to like in those movies than as, Phantom Menace. The, it, yeah, more than Phantom because Phantom Menace is just like it commits one of the biggest sins you can create in a movie, especially a Hollywood blockbuster. That's it's boring. Yeah, there's just Man, so it many really just it boring. it just fucking drags you through the mud with its political nonsense the trade federation just so much stuff of these he must be dead by now of these fucking dudes in robes and crazy alien makeup just talking about shit that doesn't matter and it's just it's just to pad shit out because they don't have enough good material for the actual story which they could have had but they didn't how is it that Puppeteers, 30, 20 years later, made a Yoda that looks like that. Oh, my God. Oh, God. It looks wor- It looks terrible. Who the fuck said that it was okay to use Play-Doh <laughs> to make Yoda? It looks so bad. How looks is so it? Bad. How... It, now... I have no fuck. I have no fucking idea because the Henson Company, I believe, is still associated with Star Wars. They all made throughout. that. They make that shit. Yeah. And it's like, were they just like, well, because Yoda's thirty years longer, younger, even though he's like six hundred in Empire, he's pretty old. Yeah, he's like nine hundred. Nine hundred, right? Because yeah. doesn't he say for nine hundred years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's even older. I thought maybe he said like for five hundred years or something. No. Have I trained Jedi? What, like it's an arbitrary hundred number. <laughs> yeah, it's just like crazy. Like it's just like, oh yeah, he's fucking old. So like, it, like the thir- thirty years are gonna fucking gonna take him from like doesn't make any sense. He looks older in, in, in Phantom, Phantom Menace. Menace. Yeah, the Phantom I mean, Menace I puppet. think it's more like he looks more like Heine, like you know when old people just kind of like get swollen. Like they're just like my blood doesn't do the right stuff to my body anymore. <laughs> so it's just like. And, like, and he's like this different shade of green where I think they were going for healthier, but they just make it kind of look like, looks like what pink. has he got on his face? Like, what is that? Like, he looks like he's got, I fucking hate him in Phantom Menace. I can't take it. He's such a 
dick, too. Who, Yoda? Yoda. Mm -hmm. Like, Yoda's not a dick in the other ones. Yoda's, like, stern, and he's a teacher, and he's like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're a kid. Listen to me. Wise up. In this, he's just like, that kid seems pissed off. Oh, this kid, this nine-year-old kid that's been raised a slave his entire fucking life and never had a dad and just got ripped away from everything that he knows. Yeah, he's, he's probably a little upset. That's understandable. I think we can see past that. Mm -hmm. Yoda's just like, nah, fuck him. He's not getting it. And everybody else there, like uh, fucking Lawrence Fishburne's there. And he, <laughs> <laughs> that is a joke from the Super Bowl yeah. confusion. Yeah. I'm very well aware of who uh, Morgan Freeman is. I, <laughs> I am very aware of that. I know exactly who he is. But I'm Don, just kidding. But I'm Don just kidding. Cheadle Mace wasn't even Windu, in the movie. Mace Windu, played oh, by Kevin much. Spacey, is uh, completely useless on the Jedi Council. Especially in the first movie, yeah. He's just like... And this is this is something that like um, uh, like the Plinkett reviews, the Red Letter Media reviews of Episode 1 and all the other ones, really, really get. Which is... It was... It, 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 when you go... Samuel L. Jackson's in a Star Wars movie in 1999. And you go, hmm... I wonder why they would do that. It's exactly why you think they would do that. It's because he's black. That's it. And yeah, it's like, I... that's it. And it's such an odd thing because he's in there and he doesn't fucking do anything. In the movie, I mean, in the second one, he gets some kick-ass shit. And in the third one, he, he becomes someone. Snoke. He you know, like, Snoke. right. It's like, <laughs> in the third Revenge of the Sith, everybody becomes Snoke. Right. And there's, like, that's it. Like, Snoke is a hive. Padme is not dead. <clears throat> She's Snoke. There was a third brother oh, born geez. with Luke and Leia. Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, guys. That would be terrible. Mm -hmm. That's up. right, motherfuckers. They were that, actually that triplets. It was a L bastard well. child. Yeah, it was a bastard child. Everybody paid attention to my brother and my sister, but now they will pay attention to me. It's <laughs> some Russian guy. It's, it's Andy Serkis, so who fucking knows who's going to do it, man? Um, yeah. Snoke together strong. Snoke together strong. <laughs> God, I hope the, the name of episode nine is like Rise of Snoke. Of the apes. Rise of the not. Snoke. I hope Rise is not in the name at all. What a stupid name. Snoke. Snoke. There's a deleted scene. Is it any dumber than Shmi? No, go, go, wait, what? There's a deleted scene in The Force Awakens. No. Um, where uh, Harrison Ford and Finn are, uh, like, getting arrested from the stormtroopers in, in, in Maz Kanata's castle. And, like, you know where uh, Leia touches the Yeah, lightsaber. when they raid it. Yeah. So, so down there, the stormtroopers come down, and uh, Harrison Ford's, like, is this about the stormtrooper? And he points to Finn and the stormtroopers are like all confused. And he's like, and the stormtroopers like Supreme leader Snoke wants you to come with us. And he's, he's like, smoke. Who's smoke. That's, <laughs> and they cut it. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. That's why they cut it. But I really like that, uh, that reveal that Han was aware that he was a stormtrooper that the whole time. That was really good. Yeah, because That's of the boots. cool. Because of the boots. Because of the boots. And Han Solo would know that. Yeah. That's really fucking cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's really neat. I, that's awesome. But I really like that Han would not be fucking fooled by that. He would yeah. be like, immediately, I get what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Huh. Women get everything. 
everything. Oh, no, what is he like? They always get to the truth? Yeah. Always? They always find the truth. Yeah. Always. Ben! Ben! Kill me on this bridge. I'll be right out. There's no railings, Dad. Be careful. There's nothing out here. There's no way that this scene ends with me walking walking back. This scene is designed to have me fall. And then Ryan Gosling catches him on the bottom. <gasps> That's good. And like, Somebody save me. And then Ryan Gosling. Smallville. Okay. Youngsters. Uh-huh. Tom Welling. Sure. Mm-hmm. Michael Rosenbaum. Michael Rosenbald. Ooh, yeah. good for you. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> uh, okay, so I think uh, I think that about does it. Uh, well, let's do some final little uh, final Phantom course. Menace little guys, because I really don't think we're ever going to talk about this goddamn stupid fucking movie again. I mean, you know what? No, let's end on this. I think this is the best way to do it. Let's talk about him. Let's talk about him? Who? Let's talk about Himsa. Hey, oh, oh the, Jesus. The OG himself mm-hmm. jar jar binks mm-hmm. our, our lovely lovely horrible character um, for those that don't know <laughs> I, I don't somehow think, i don't think you can live on this planet you know what let's spare them let's yeah. spare yeah. them if, you, if you're listening <laughs> no, 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 to we're this, talking about we're talking about the binks right now if you're listening to this and you don't know who jar jar binks is i applaud you for listening to this whole you've thing. been doing very well <laughs> yeah all they know right now is that i sucked through his head to drink soda oh yeah true yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, this, uh, 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 like I a, th- a device that is normally reserved for Darth Vader's helmet. That's or true. Or C-3PO's head. That's like, very true. Now you're getting like Jar Jar Binks because they were really just trying to take everything that was not charming but just annoying about C-3PO and just like throw it into this abysmal fuck. It's and also racist. And it's also very racist too, because George Lucas is totally just like a like like just a racist. Like he's just like this casual. He's just like, well, they're not white, so they're they're fucking weird. He's, he's I, don't, I wouldn't call him racist. I, yeah, little, I don't mean that like in a very serious way. I'm joking yeah, around. Little, I'm not. You know, I think it's just uh, he comes from racist. a he comes from a different time, yeah. and uh, I don't think that he's as the prequels would show us. He's not very good at understanding human beings. He's he's not an intellectual millennial like ourselves. Right? No, mm-hmm. I, I don't think he has the whole dialogue thing with being a human at mm-hmm. all. He's got the story. Did you ever watch that when he sold to uh, Disney? Did you ever watch that Charlie Rose interview that he did? I, I, yes. yes, that is some shit right there. I actually like started feeling bad for him because it's he, his own damn fault. It's though. his own damn fault, but you can see like he's finally realized it, and he's just like, "That's tough." I always thought I was Luke. But I was the emperor all along. I wish he had said that. That would have been, <laughs> been great. That's good to put on his epitaph. Put that on his tombstone. Oh my god! I always thought I was Luke, but I was the emperor all I along. I mean, I mean that watching that interview it was like watching someone like go through a divorce and realize the reason why they're oh, going yeah. through a divorce is all his really fault. Like they get to the bottom of what's going on in that poor man's head, and he's just like. <laughs> Sorry to everyone. It's just so sad. It's so sad. Well, back to back to Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks was spawned in a good place, I think, yeah. because it, because George Lucas has said in an interview he just wanted to have a goofy character, mm-hmm. as in like the cartoon Goofy, yep. like from so yeah, have him step in some poop. So he yeah, he just wanted a, he just wanted a stupid fucking character that the kids would like, and that. 
wouldn't have much depth for the audiences to, I mean, for the oh, adults none. to even really none. care about. None, none at all. No depth at all. But I feel, I feel like it's detriment to the movie as a whole because it, the tone is just so weird with Jar Jar Binks. Mm-hmm. Like, there's funny stuff in Star Wars, but there's not like, like mum, like the bumbling idiot that Jar Jar is. Like, the Ewoks seem more competent than the Gungans. <laughs> it's like, there's also this idea that nobody ever really seems to warm up to Jar Jar. No. No one. Qui-Gon I, I is I, openly annoyed by him. I, I actually do like that, that not everyone likes him in the movie. No, no one likes him. Yeah, it kind of becomes him. a little weird where it's like he doesn't get any kind of... Not even the, the other Gungans. Like not him. even the other Gungans yeah. like him. Even the child is just kind of like... What the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, <laughs> he's just like along for the ride, and then they make this fucking guy a senator. Yeah, what? Why? And you know, at the he's end, the whole reason you know, team goes the, to power. At the end of the uh, DVD special editions in the celebration of, in Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. they go to Naboo, and, and you, you hear Jar Jar. You get to hear. <laughs> And it's just this gigantic, like, ant-looking colony of just, like, little tiny things moving around. You can't see anything, but you hear some Gungan go, We so free! It's like the same shot at the end of episode one. Yeah. That they just put at the end of episode six. Yeah. It's, oh. I like like that they put Coruscant in there. Yeah, that's fun. Because that was was new. We'd never gone there before. Yeah, we don't go there until, uh, The Phantom Menace. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh... Jar Jar Binks ends up having a lot to do with the victory over the Trade Federation's droid army. Sure. Uh, I guess. He uh, he fights nobly uh-huh. on the battlefield. Okay. And, uh, with his ends two up, big blue balls. Ends up like Buster Keatoning the shit out of like all of these droids. Like he's just like He's like a Rube Goldberg machine on on this army that like I honestly it's it, it would be hard it would be frightening to like fight somebody like him that just seems like luck is just ever in his favor and like everything is working out for him even though he's not attempting to do anything because he's essentially nothing um but a, a gargantuan cunt He's just a fucking stain. I'm sorry, actually, I don't like actually, him at that, all. That's that scene that you're talking about is perfect because it's the it's the battle scene with the shields, and the way that scene starts with the with the droid things coming over the hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they slowly all deploy and they slowly walk yeah. up to the shields. Like mm-hmm. that shit is awesome. No, like and there's and then again the, like there's it's uh the like the content of this movie it like there's a lot of really good content in there it's yeah. how that stuff is contextualized right. which you're just like ooh none of this makes any fucking sense I think the droids are pretty cool droids are cool oh yeah especially the ones that roll in. and they oh, like the, the battle droids yeah, destroyers yeah destroyers, destroyers. Yeah, they and they make that awesome sound effect when they shoot mm-hmm. those things are cool <laughs> yeah yeah it's good stuff Wow, but, the, but wow. That, that, that goes into what I was saying about the tone earlier that, that scene starts off with like war tension like, these guys are about to get shot at by droids. They're going to die. They have souls, you know. And then Jar Jar is, like, bumbling with the with the tank. Yeah, it's and, just like, it's he, again, it's he like... He gets the this... droid caught in his foot, and he's shooting other droids with his foot. And I'm just like, if, if it was more like, um, I don't even know, like, 
the no no man's land scene in Wonder Woman. Great scene. Like if it was more like that, where it kept the tone to the whole thing all the way to the end, it would have mm. been a cool battle scene. But mm. because it's just Jar Jar doing his thing, and he doesn't actually beat them, Anakin blows it up, and they get the by accident. So he, they just got lucky. They, oh, were, no. they were gonna get slaughtered. Everything in this is lucky. Yeah, everything in this is lucky. Even down to Natalie Portman defeating Darth Maul at the end, because like <laughs> he never would have. Like, you know, and also, too, Darth Maul has the higher ground. Yeah, And we all know the higher ground wins. Right. Right. Well, that's where he he got the idea about the higher ground. They're like, if anyone jumps at me this way, I'm going to cut them I'm going to know exactly how to do this. I was able to think about this many, many times. But Anakin, this is what we've talked about. Remember, I was always like, if anybody, if I ever got the higher ground, it's like, don't do it. And... Um, the the everything happens by luck. Anakin blows the ship up by luck. Ewan Ewan McGregor, Obi Wan Kenobi, uh, is able to beat Darth Maul not because he was the better fighter. Darth Maul beats him mm-hmm. and throws him down a tunnel, but he's luckily able to grab onto something and he just dangles there for a very long time while Darth Maul is just like, <laughs> "I'm gonna get ya," mm-hmm. and like kind of toying with him. And it's just all these circumstances where Qui-Gon's lightsaber didn't fall down. Darth Darth Maul is enough of kind of a dick where he's not just going to take him out. He's going to play with him like a cat and a mouse. Mm -hmm. And I guess, too, because uh, Darth Maul goes from being like the most agile thing we've ever seen in this universe to not being able to pull a 180 Mm -hmm. in one second. He's he's just just Yeah, he's just like, oh, where are you going? Up? Oh, no, you're going. All right. Like Rip. that's that's literally what a, what your lightsaber is designed to do is to like stop that exact motion that just a horizontal here it comes like mm-hmm. you just gotta uh, and he doesn't yeah that's just, all you, you gotta do you just move your you move your hand down and that's it like yeah. it's gonna stop it just just hold it vertical you got it's, it uh, everything in the like at the endings of this like uh, nothing works what what are uh, what's um, Kira Knightley doing during all this? The the queen is running oh, around. Yeah, she's running around with the uh, worst subplot. Captain of the... Plankton. Captain to Plankton. turn off the shields. Oh, okay. So they need to. They no, they're need capturing to... the viceroy. They're capturing the viceroy, so that. This is a discla- disclaimer. We did not watch the movie before doing this podcast. No, fuck no. I'm this not doing that. Nostalgically remember. Uh, they're capturing the Viceroy. And then the fighters need to destroy the droid ship mm-hmm. so that it turns off all the droids. Right. right. So that the Gungans stop being massacred. Yeah. <laughs> and the Jedis are fighting Darth Maul because he is there. He just showed up. To kill them. To just kill them. Yeah, just kill them specifically, the Jedi. And so they're going to kill him first. Yeah. That's what's going on there. Yeah. It's a duel of fates. Mm -hmm. Sure. Well, I hope you guys all enjoyed this uh, episode where we talked about the Phantom Menace and Star Wars. Uh, I think there will be more like this because these are actually like a lot of fun and we actually get way more out of them than I think we even... Expect. Intend to, yeah. yeah yes. like, but uh, these are a lot of fun. So um, uh, thank you again so much for listening. Check out our other Star Wars episodes and uh, 
Look uh, forward to some more Overdrinkers coming out very soon. we got some really, really cool episodes with some new guests and some returning guests coming back. Uh, I think you're really going to dig them. Um, Brian, Jeremy, thank you so much for joining me. For thank you. Us. Thank and, you for having uh, us. We'll, uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Wow. Which I, and I don't agree with him. You know, Alien Covenant, I think, was like a lot of fucking fun. I think that they do some really fun things in that. I enjoyed my time. With See? It. I, yeah, um, I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs>